Welcome to SoundCloud on Clubhouse or Club SoundCloud, whichever one makes you feel like, you know, you're having the most fun. Um, and today we're going to be talking about <laughs> releasing music strategically. And for this particular conversation, we're speaking with Angelus, um, who is a digital artist. He is a FOSC artist, in, very independent artist. He was part of our scenes campaign um, this year. And um, he based, he's based in Paris as well. So, you know, we're a global company, so we have to touch all the different parts of the globe. But I think it's even more important to emphasize the fact that Digicore as a, and I'm not going to say genre because I just don't even like that word anymore, as a scene in itself was born through a community of like-minded individuals. And it's very important and that the community aspect plays a really large role in how um, releasing music strategically and how the growth of that community and the growth of the artists within the community and the creators has really, really, really transcended over the last, let's say, year throughout the pandemic. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But just to make sure we know who everyone on the stage is, Angela's right here to the right of me, if I think he should be to the right of me. Yeah, I'm like waving my hand right now. <laughs> we can't see you, but it looks like you're waving your <laughs> hand in your little abbey. Um, yeah. Then we have Nick T, who is one of my lovely coworkers, who's the senior manager of artist development and relations at SoundCloud. Um, Jacobs, who is management, and then we have Mike P, who is our director of strategy and content and rights holder here at SoundCloud. Hey, yo, hey, yo. And then we have myself, who is a manager of arts development and relations at SoundCloud as well. So, to kick it off, I want to ask Nick, you know, like, Angelus was a part of the Digicore Scenes campaign earlier this year. Can you tell us a little bit about the campaign scenes, and then also, why Angelus was such an important artist to be involved. Yeah, absolutely. So Scenes is an editorial series that we've been running throughout this year that, you know, really focuses on communities, sounds, movements that started on SoundCloud and gathered enormous popularity on the platform and, you know, way beyond that as well. And so far, I've run one for Digicore, one for PC Music and the broader hyperpop scene, and soon we'll be launching uh, one for the East African underground electronic community. Um, but with Digicore, many of these artists existed on the platform for a number of years. And, you know, just to preface that with, these artists don't just make Digicore music, they're completely multi-talented, making all different types of amazing electronic music. Um, but within this community, there was this huge shift at the beginning of the pandemic, which saw popularity really swell in an upwards trajectory for these artists. And, you know, what we found is that this community and their friends really mastered the art of community, which, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, really is a secret ingredient to being successful on SoundCloud. And, you know, I think with them, the flow kind of included networking on Discord and then jumping over to SoundCloud to drop some tracks with the support of their friends. Um, and the scene just hit all these perfect social cues and notes that SoundCloud has laid out for DIY artists to be successful. And then I think with Angelus, you know, Angelus was really such a standout for me, you know, not only because their skill, skill as a producer is just, you know, um, insane and also as a vocalist, but also because their trajectory was just so fast and furious and it seemed so effortless and so inclusive and positive. And at a time when, you know, artists were suffering immensely around the world because of everything the pandemic brought along with it, here was this, you know, this group of artists who were completely flourishing 
And, you know, Angelus really played a huge role in that. Yeah. yeah, I was on mute. Sorry, y'all. Um, no, you so very eloquently said exactly what I was trying to say when I opened up the room. <laughs> but well, thank you. Yes, thank you, Nick. So that so for everyone um, who's just now joining, we're talking about Angelus and Digicore and how the growth of that scene um, kind of lays like a format, not a format, but kind of has laid its own template for um, being able to release music strategically and grow within the SoundCloud community. Um, and so now I kind of want to talk about how the community started. And Nick, you touched on it a little bit, but I'd love to hear from Angelus and Ben in particular about how the DigiCore scene started and um, how Angelus birthed throughout or through that community, was birthed through that community, excuse me. Yeah, so... Uh... I guess I'll go first. Um, like, really for me, like, I kind of got into this community just being a fan and, like, just watching it from, like, over a year ago now and seeing how, like, they all interacted and, like, I just stumbled across it during, like, before, a little before quarantine and, like, seeing how they all interacted and making all this crazy music together. And I kind of just met all them through social media, how they all met each other, like, people networked through Twitter through SoundCloud, through Discord, and really just, like, met people that were very like-minded that wanted to make music together, and it kind of just turned into what it is today. And I know Meg has, or Angelus has been in this for quite a few years, longer than I have, and they have a lot of good insight they can give if you want to talk about that. Um, yeah, so, like, I started making music and, like, late 2017 like i made my account like my soundcloud account in like 2017 and uh i started out like by just like making beats on my computer and just like messing around in fl studio and i would just upload it and i would like upload like type beats on youtube and stuff like that and like slowly like with time i would like see other people on soundcloud with like around my size and i would just like connect with them through like twitter dms and stuff and uh with time, I would just, like, start, like, meeting more and more people, and I saw that they would, like, like, also, like, sing on, like, beats, like, they would, like, sing rap or whatever, and um, I was, like, damn, I need to try that, so I basically did one day, and I just went through with it. I just started uploading, like, actual songs instead of, like, just beats, and yeah, that's basically how I did it. I so just kept pushing it. Yeah, what is it about music in general that, like, made you lean towards it as your outlet of creative expression? Is Was it the community aspect around it that kind of made you feel empowered to be able to try something new on your own? Or were you always musically inclined? Um, I never really, like, played an instrument or anything, like, my in my life. But, like, I really always wanted to, like, be something, like, musically. Like, I felt like, like, always, like, as a kid, I would, like, look up to people like Michael Jackson and stuff. And I was, like... Like, yeah. I want to be like that, you know? Like, I want to, like, uh, make crazy, like, creative music videos. I would, like, m like, make crazy songs and, like, be able to just, like, express myself like that, like, through music and, like, visuals. And, like, it's not, like, only just music, just, like, visuals and, like, anything that, like, goes around, like, music. There's, like, I think it's, like, so cool. And I thought, like, like, maybe I could do that one day and, like, here I am. yeah. Exactly. And then, so more on the community aspect of this, what do you think makes 
the digital community so supportive and special for its creators? I feel like because we're just like all like very open minded and like we're not scared to try new things and we just like like all get along and stuff like that, like we just I don't know. I feel like we're just like open minded people who are like not scared to start try new things. And not scared to express yourself within these new outlets as well, too. That's really exactly. Good. I think yeah. a lot of people. I, I think I'm. 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 I think I'm more so speaking personally on this end. But it's so hard for me to express myself in front of people that I don't know, or in front of people that I'm not comfortable with. So that community aspect of like having that safe space and having that place where like you can say things or try to express yourself in ways you've never, you know, thought to express yourself in. Um, right. Um, is really, really, really important. Um, but okay, so a little bit more now on understanding how to connect with Digicore fans. So my question to start this this portion out is, who are Digicore fans, and how do you think they differ from fans in other music scenes? I feel like Digicore fans, quote unquote, like they're kind of just like the artists. They like also like have emotions who like they don't know how to express it and I feel like they have similar mm-hmm. emotions as us and like they feel like they can relate to like what we talk about in our music mm-hmm. or and they're like very open-minded of like new sounds and like stuff like that and they like I guess it created like a whole like wave of genre like the whole hyperpop and digicore stuff like um people just really like mess with that and I don't know it, it takes a lot of like I feel like if you're like if you're not like really like this is a really like open minded part of the internet and I feel like if you like you either get it or you don't get it. Like there's no in between, you know. Interesting. But for the, ben, for feel the people free to who get it, well. like it's fine. Ben, feel free to hop in as well, because I know you were saying that you were a fan for a while before you became um more involved in the community. Yeah. Just like something interesting and different. Like it, one thing that I really liked about a lot of these artists is they really would wear their inspirations on their sleeves. But what they do is they would take all the different types of music they enjoy and turn it into something new. You know, like there's a lot of people that are very EDM influenced. There's a lot of people that are very rap influenced. There are people like in the community that make like jungle drum and bass stuff like that. And it's very like just a lot of people meshing all the things they really enjoy, like all the music that they grew up listening to and found like on SoundCloud and stuff like that. And they really turned it into something new and different. And like, it was really just like cool to see it happen. You know, it was like a lot of kids in their bedrooms with a $40 mic and a laptop, like making stuff you've never heard before and doing things that like you never could imagine. And so like I th- and it's a very inclusive community. Like there hasn't been many other c- underground communities that have come up that where most of the people know each other and are friends or have been friends and you know really like talked about the music. Like a lot of it, it's just like smaller friend groups that go up together. Like this is like a ton of people that really enjoy each other's music and support each other, and it's really created a fan base that. Like, not only, like, for each artist, but just everyone in general in, like, the Digicore community. Like, they, all the fans really listen to a lot of the artists instead of just, like, one of them. And their reach is, like, very wide. And I, that's one thing I really like about that. Like, it's just something new and different. 
but at the same time, like, you can pull pieces from it, like, oh, like, this sounds like this EDM song I like, but it's just, like, they made it cooler. Not just cooler, just, like, their own. Yeah, they made it their own. Yeah, their taste and sound. I like using that, like, that phrase just to kind of explain like, what music might mean to me. It might mean something different to you, to you, Angelus, you know. Um, so is it safe right. to say that a Digicore fan is a Digicore artist, but they just don't know it yet? <laughs> Almost, kind of. Yeah, I think, like, a lot of the fans, like, you see a lot of the people who, like, interact with their stuff, they make music themselves. It's because it's, like, very inspiring, you know? It's like, if someone can do that, why can't I? You know, it's not, like, the uh, big, like, operation. It's, like, you can – it's really proved to a lot of people – that you can do this yourself and you can really just like, if you just go download FL studio, start messing around with it eventually and like work on it and get better and better. You can carve out a niche for yourself and do some crazy things you never thought you could. Yeah. And I want to emphasize that DIY aspect and also being able to have SoundCloud on your phone to be able to mobily release things or on the desktop as well. But Everything is right there in your hands. And it's so clear with Digicore and how um, you all have released music and been able to kind of like channel a lot of the engagement from the Discord communities directly into different songs and creating content around those conversations and those communities to kind of cater to that fan base. And um, I'm kind of actually rewriting my question right now because I wanted to kind of tap into um, but I heard about how there's some insiders within like the discord communities and conversations and like certain things that happen in those spaces that like ended, end up in songs and um, you wouldn't know it unless you're part of those communities. Right. So it's kind of like a double treat to make some listeners feel even more included in the creation of that music. Right. Yeah, I think with this community, there's a lot of lore. Like, it, there's a lot of stuff that happened that if you weren't there to see it happen, you wouldn't get the references in people's music. Like, they're, they're, even though it's a very online community, and it really, like, kind of started flourishing at the beginning of last year, there's, like, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that happened that uh, really played into the music. And, yeah, like, if you don't hear about it or weren't there from so and you wouldn't know what was happening and so there's a lot of like history to it which is really interesting yeah. and the history that's kind of written itself it's it's been it's not been purposefully written like that correct like there was there were no purposeful like what am i, what am I trying to say um you didn't plan on creating music and including certain things in it just to say that you did. Like it just happened because that was part of what inspired the song in itself. Right. Yeah. Everything, everything that just happens and everything that we do just like really just happens naturally. Like everything is natural. Nothing is really forced ever. Mm -hmm. It's just, you just go by feeling, I guess. You know, well, speaking. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, like, that's one of the most exciting things about this community, I think, for me, is that they seem so fearless, you know, they're not scared to just, you know, smash a drum and bass, you know, ripping rhythm over the top of a pop melody or whatever, or just throw in an electric guitar and rock out on, on top of hip hop beats. And I think it's just really a, a mishmash of like whatever they're vibing. And 
the fans are so receptive and so open to that. And I think that's what they, that's why they're on the edge of their seat. They're just really open to experiencing like uh, whatever's thrown at them. And I think that's there's something really lovely in that. Speaking of whatever's thrown at them, I want to move into the next portion. Um, and I titled this release strategy for the bedroom producer, consistency, collaboration, and creativity. Cause I think those are the three big C's that make up a lot of um, what this community is about. Um, but Angela, I'm going to focus this question on you. Uh, the digital core scene um, and broader hyper-pop communities release music as rapid as just releasing it literally from their fingertips, right? Um, in our scenes campaign, Dollywood mentioned that SoundCloud was the perfect solution for just uploading whatever you want, whenever you want, with no plan or strategy. Is this how the scene started, and is it changing? Uh, yeah, that's that's basically how it started. We would just like be bored and just drop a song on SoundCloud and call it a day. And with time, <laughs> it still is like that. But like, the more I get serious with like making music and like putting my art out there, I feel like it's good to be like organized, like how I'm gonna drop something and what I'm gonna drop at one time, and like stuff like that. Especially when I like have some like stuff like music videos coming out and like stuff like that i feel like it's good to be organized nowadays depending like where you are in in your career at what point did you really start to like realize that this free flow of expression that you have and ability to just throw it up on soundcloud as soon as you wanted to started becomes a larger um a larger platform for you or a larger engagement for you. I don't even know if that's the right word, but basically at what point did you start getting more organized about releasing your music um, and being strategic about it? Um, I would say that like maybe around like January or something like that, I think. Maybe like late late December as well. I think that's like where I like started like being like, okay, like, I need to, like, take this even more serious than I am right now. Because I never really thought that, like, I would have, like, this big of, like, I guess, influence and, like, like, um, community thing. And, like, I don't know, like, I, like, I remember last year when I, like, had, like, way less followers than I have now. I would, I didn't, like, really see big. I would just, like, upload a song and like call it a day i knew i wanted to do like this as a like make music as a job one day but like i didn't really see like how big and how quick i didn't know how quick it would like come and like a year later it just i don't know things got way cooler and more serious on the business on on the business side but i still like see fun in that like it's fun to like do all this like type of stuff like that yeah were there any specific things that happened or like moments that really like shaped kind of this new perception that you had over taking this more seriously for yourself um well yeah i don't really have like any specific like moments in my head but i would like say like certain like cool famous people i guess like noticing my music or like okay um just like wanting to do more because I feel like I'm someone that always wants more. And, like, I don't know. I'm, I th- I think that, like, taking it, like, way more serious just, like, would make me, like, I, I don't know. 
I don't really have any specific moments. You were always pushing towards a bigger and bigger milestone, basically. Right. At right. first, like, I didn't have, like, any milestones or anything. I would be like, oh, yeah, 1,000 followers, 2,000 followers. But now, like, I'm, like, really, like, seeing, like, 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 what I want to do with, like, music. Yeah, that's amazing, though, because it's great to hear Thank that you. you started out literally just expressing yourself, and then you became a lot bigger than what you even thought at, at a rate or at a, at a pace that you didn't even really realize. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now I got a question for Ben. All right, Ben, so many artists are who are part of this community there are looking to grow and build a broader fan base and be more strategic. And you recently started working with Angelus. How do you think that artists like Angelus, who have done so much groundwork before, um, you know, getting as big as they are now and created such a movement already, can become more strategic and broaden their fan base? Yeah, so earlier you guys mentioned what Dollywood said, that SoundCloud pretty much allows you to drop whatever you want, whenever you want. And some people can do that, you know, like some people can build a fan base doing that. But for most people, that is uh, very difficult and it won't work well. And you really want to, like, the thing is, is like now with ways you can market things with the internet, we have all these statistics at our fingertips. So you can look at your SoundCloud statistics, see what days dropping a song performs better uh, when posting something like an announcement performs better on other social media platforms. And so you really want to start planning for a song to drop it and roll it out. So that includes, you know, posting a snippet or announcing a song before so that your fans can kind of have it in their mind that like, Oh, a new Angelus song is coming next week. And like, you know, you look at, you analyze things more. So you're like, okay, what's the best time to post the announcement what's the best time to post the song mm-hmm. and um you really have a lot of things that can help you you could look at and help you figure out what works best for you and um like the one of the advantages of like working in a community like this is a lot of artists can talk about it and be like oh when are you dropping your song when are you dropping your song you know so people don't interfere and you really want to like really market yourself well with the things that everyone has, like, you know, you can make all these accounts for free and you can market yourself and really like you, like if you drop a song on SoundCloud and just don't announce it anywhere, your fans on SoundCloud will listen to it. But what about there are people who don't follow you on SoundCloud that just like all your songs, you know, you need to really start marketing it because you can make the best art in the world. If you don't say anything about it, no one else will ever see it or get to experience it. And there is, and so it really just becomes like you have to become a lot more analytical when looking at when you do things, how you do them. And it really just comes out into getting more interactions. And it eventually in the long run just helps you get more streams. And yeah. You um you mentioned becoming more analytical, right? And with the tools of streaming, you have all of these tools like on the SoundCloud Insights to really like dig deep into how people react to your, how people react and engage to your music. Are there any ways or have you all, um, have you all experimented with any ways about uh, being proactive about being analytical? And I say that in terms of like, if you know that you want to figure out what's the best time to post, have you ever just posted at random times throughout a day or random times throughout a week to kind of gauge and see how people react to that? And do you play with the insights from, um, uh, proactive standpoint you see what i'm saying 
Loki, I have. Like, I was, like, there, there, there's, like, a lot of, like, times where, like, I was, like, okay, I'm going to drop this song and this song on this day. But then I would be, like, oh, I'm impatient. I want to put this song out now, you know? And I would be, like, okay, I'm going to drop a song today. I just tweet about it and to see it happen. And it does well. And, like, I don't know. It's cool. It's a cool community. It's really easy to do. Yeah, I, I think a lot of, I've seen a lot of artists, like, they kind of go through their own trial and error and see what works best for them and what doesn't. Like, it, it, there's, like, a day that works for you, probably, like, more of your followers are active on SoundCloud, where more of them will listen to your song. There's a certain time where more of your followers are active listening to music. And I think a lot of them end up doing that subconsciously, you know? Like, you drop a song, and then you look at how it does, and you keep track, okay, this wouldn't do that well. Okay, I dropped this one on a different day of the week at a different time that performed better. So I start dropping it that time. And I think a lot of, the, I've seen a lot of artists, they just do that naturally. And mm-hmm. that helps them gain more of a following and get more interaction, get more people listening to their music. Um, Angelus, are you comfortable sharing any of those things that you've learned, like that worked for you, that didn't work for you? Just to kind of give us some like, you know, light or shed some light mm-hmm. into like, some things you learned about your music? Um, I would have to think because, like, hmm. No worries. I, I just as you're as as we're going through this conversation, I'm in my mind thinking, oh well, what actually does work? What doesn't work? That'd be interesting for like our listeners to know um, at some point too. But this is still a great conversation, um, and I thank you for your insight as well, Ben. Um, all right. Well, I want to reset the room really quick because we're approaching thirty minutes into the show. Everyone who just joined us, we are talking with Angelus and Ben Jacobs about releasing music strategically um, and specifically how beautifully that worked within the DigiCore community and um, how that landscape has pretty much set like the perfect example of how to really, really, really activate and engage with your fans on SoundCloud. Um, so now we're going to move into the second half of the show. Angelus, I want to ask you another question, of course. And we, we noticed that you haven't released music for a while now and um, what are you hoping to achieve with your forthcoming album that's in the works? Mm, okay, that's an interesting question. So, basically, I, from, like, the music that I have, like, out right now, like, I obviously, like, like my music. Like, I like <laughs> the stuff that I make. Yeah. And um, I feel like I don't have, like, a certain sound yet that's, like, obvious. Or, like, I don't know what, I don't think people, like, know really what to expect from me music wise so i feel like this project that i'm working on and that i'm gonna drop soon is really gonna like define like my sound and like what angelus is and like what i want to bring on the table gotcha i'm very very excited for that i was getting ready to ask do you want people to know what to expect from you it seems like a lot of your music Mm -hmm. is very much just like i can tell us how you feel at that very moment but you might not feel like that on the next song or the next song and that's okay too you know yeah, I mean, expect something you wouldn't expect, but at the same time, expect it, you know? I don't know if that makes sense, but... <laughs> I see what you mean. I think you hit oh, it when no. you said define your sound, and that right. I think that's what it is. You can define your sound without defining every single emotion of your sound, you know? Yeah, definitely, but also, like, define, like, a character, because on my, on my project, I feel like there's really, like, a character that, I, like, play, and, like, that, like, just sinks throughout the songs and I feel like 
yeah. it'll be interesting to see how people react to that. Got it. Ben, okay, so on your end, um, I know you talked a little bit earlier about like different strategies and things that um, you take into account when releasing music strategically, but are there any current strategies or any like anything you want to share with us right now that you're working on for this new upcoming um, album that um, Angelus is releasing? Yeah, so something that some of Angelus' peers has done that uh, we're working on doing is like, say you're dropping a song with a music video and it's like not you drop the song and music on like same day, but you don't drop them at the same time. So say the song or whatever drops at midnight Eastern Standard Time. You release the video, the so it's like midnight, so it's the next day. You release the video the same day at around noon, 12 hours later. And uh-huh. what that allows you to do, it, it gets the song in the fan's head. It gets them listening to it. You know, they're like stuck on it. And then it gives them a little more anticipation for the video. It allows them to look forward to it while listening to the song. And it kind of just builds more hype for the video as opposed to just dropping them at the same time. And someone goes, oh, do I listen to the song on SoundCloud and then watch the video somewhere else? Or, but like it really doesn't create that much interference and gives them something more to look forward to and it helps boost the video like so you get more people in the preview ready to watch it they're like oh i listened to the song last night it was so crazy i'm excited to watch the video let me get in the waiting room and get ready to watch it stuff like that when you say the waiting room you're referring to where when you say waiting room Oh, like on YouTube for dropping a music video. So like after you drop oh, the song it. at midnight, okay. then the next day they're on YouTube waiting to watch the music video because they're already listening to the song. They're anticipating the video. They're excited for it and it builds more hype for it. Okay. Just wondering. I didn't know if that was something I didn't know about. Um, okay. So how do you both decide on which tracks to release and how to market them? I know this is kind of like a blanket, blanket question, but um, if you have any specific tracks that you can like, share like any release strategies that really really work for them that'd be great uh yeah i think it really depends whether you're dropping a single or a project like sometimes for a project you really want it to be a full body of work you know you want it to flow well and you also want like the best songs possible on a project And so, like, with rolling out a project, most of the time, obviously, you're going to drop singles. And then so sometimes it's you think maybe you want to lead with your strongest single. So then that you drop the single, it performs well. And when the project comes out, it gets another boost and does even better. Or you could say if you want even save the stronger songs for later so then they can listen to another song, be very excited for the project and then listen to it. And they're kind of just like, whoa. This is crazy. And if you want to elaborate that on me, because Angelus. Uh, I don't really have much to say. You pretty much, like, uh, explained what you <laughs> wrong, <I'm not> <laughs> Yeah, you definitely did. All right, well, Angelus, this last question on this part of the conversation is actually for you. Um, sure. What advice would you give other artists who want to grow and expand their, their sound, community, and fan base? Um, and is having a team to support something that has helped you a lot and made things more... Wait, hold on. I think I read that question the wrong way. Is having a team and the support system something that's helped you a lot in making these, making your career more serious... Taking your career more seriously, put it that way. So that's a two-part question. What advice do you have? And then also, 
shared kind of just basically like what it really means for you to have a team behind you and and understanding how it is important is to be independent but also have a team that is you know supporting your um supporting your music as well right well um what i would like tell like someone that's coming up i would say that like don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be afraid to like express yourself express yourself like however you you want like because you should be making music for yourself and not for anybody else like of course other people are going to enjoy it and other people are not but really what matters well to me at least is like being able to like get my feelings out say what I I want to say in the moment um make it sound however I wanted however I wanted to make it sound and like um yeah that and just like also don't be afraid to like talk to people and collaborate with people because a lot of like working with people can like have like really interesting outcomes that like you wouldn't even expect like yourself to like be able to do like you could make some crazy ass music with people that like you met on the internet and like like i don't know i think it's really cool and uh, what was the other part of the question? Um, it's like that was how much is about having a team and like what that means in terms of like growing your career on a larger scale and expanding. Well, for me, I see it like I'm glad I can I'm able to like be close and like talk to my like my managers like about literally anything and have them like as a friend before anything and just like like being able to like do what I love doing like with them on my side and being able to like have them help me with like anything like that I want to do and yeah it has indeed like helped me like take my career more seriously than like before but yeah I think what I'm getting from all of this is like you know when you do have that safe space um, you can find and learn a lot more about yourself, a lot more about how you feel, express right. a lot more, a lot more thoroughly, express your emotions a lot more thoroughly. And what I've learned exactly. from the digital core community is that if you don't feel safe expressing yourself in a certain space, there's definitely a space out there that's safe for you. I said space is safe a lot, but like they're like you know how they say like there's someone for everyone, there's a space for everybody. And no, core, definitely, exactly. I, I agree. I agree with that. And that's beautiful. I really wish this could be amplified around the entire world, but um, it will we'll get be one there. day. It will, it be, will one be one day. day. Look, we are ahead of our time, and that's perfectly fine. But that's why we're SoundCloud. So, um, yeah. I want to bridge the conversation <laughs> now into um, more about. So earlier, I was saying how DigiCore, the community, is such a, the perfect template for like really what makes SoundCloud tick and how to be the most successful on SoundCloud and leveraging that. Um, and that's really important for this part of our conversation where we're talking about community and how um, that community can equal currency and, and how important it is to, you know, value the community's engagement and the loyalty and the growth um, and naturally payout structures in general. For And we might get a little technical in a second, but naturally payout, payout structures have had to evolve to reflect this new culture of music streaming. Um, but I want to pass it to Mike P to kind of explain um, in a little bit more layman terms, what I'm actually saying and how um, pro rata versus our fan power royalty system um, are ex- 
a premium example of why this new community structure is important to SoundCloud. Thanks, Treya. And before diving into that, I think the one thing to highlight that Angelus and Ben, you've been saying is we've been circling around that loyalty that you have from your friends, right? It's, it's not just, it's not just about building the biggest audience while you're doing what you love. It's keeping to that loyalty and keeping honest to yourself. Right. And that journey that Angelus, it sounds like with that record you're going to do, it sounds like you're further down that. And thinking about that, right. And thinking about the art, that you're you're pursuing and you're trying to get there and you have a team behind you. Most artists today have the industry against them because it takes time, it takes pacing, it takes strategy, like you just talked about, how you pace your music and how do you get it out there? Sometimes immediately, sometimes a little bit more strategically. And the thing that doesn't help with that is the way music streaming is paid on. Um, and I think that's a really great way to just explain like the, the standard today, all of the platforms, how they pay is, so say you, everyone on this call, right? You pay your 10 euro, $10 a month or whatever it is to a music streaming platform. And then that money goes into one big pot in that, in the country you live in. And then all of the plays that you play and everyone else on this call, all the plays that we play go into that same pot. So to oversimplify, what it means is a big amount of money is split on the number of streams everyone is played. So that means, Angelus, all of your peers even, and, and, and your scene, and your community, and all others that are not, have seen, you're all competing each other for the same slice of that. Calculated and divvied by the individual fans or those people that follow you or they're devoted and loyal it's being sliced up by comparing everyone to each other so what we've ended up doing is completely flipping it on its head that that 10 euro 10 dollars whatever it is that you're paying a month that goes to those artists that you listen to because on the other model what ends up happening is your 10 dollars or 10 euro are even going to artists you don't even listen to if you think about that. So that's a huge thing of support because it has to go to those that you listen to, number one. And number two, if there's someone that is heavily devoted and loyal to you as an artist or any scene or artist, the majority of that should go towards that artist or that scene. That's actually happening under fan-powered royalties because while you're going on this journey, you're pacing, you're growing, you're getting closer to the core art form of yourself, you have to be supported by the platforms, by the models that those platforms adapt so that you can progress in parallel and you can grow in parallel. Where the pro rata model, for example, it just doesn't allow for that because you're competing against everyone on the platform to sum it up as simply as possible. But yeah, it's essentially, we're rewarding the quality versus the quantity and also the devotion of those loyal fans that you were just talking about, that community that sticks behind you and will keep sticking behind you. Thank you so much for that, Mike. Devotion yeah. is probably the key thing. Devotion Digicore. See, couple D's there. Um, <laughs> um, Nick, I want to know your take on the royalty structure or this new royalty structure and, and how it will influence artists and their music and how they make their music. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately artists will feel more of an emotional pull to their fans 
through SoundCloud and fans will feel the same way back. It really pulls that relationship more closely together because, uh, you know, the fans are directly supporting the artists that they love. And, you know, at the end of the day, this is about someone's art and knowing that the people who love your art the most are contributing directly to you and able to support you directly is really a huge step forward for artists and fans. And, you know, will it change an artist's sound or the way they approach their music making? Well, I mean, in some cases, you know, definitely not. But I think for some other artists, it might encourage them certainly to be more playful or experiment or maybe make some bespoke content or try new things if they're up for it. I think it's really up to the individual as to, you know, uh, how far they want to take it. But I, I think the sky is really the limit, you know. And, and maybe to, to add to that, it's almost like if you think of technology around music, usually it pushed the art form, right? Like vinyl came out, everyone decided, oh, wow, we could do long form content. Then the next iteration came and the next. And it almost feels like the way streaming has just completely, the technology has advanced you know, significantly over the 10 plus years, but the way to pay people, the economics did not match that to make a living off of this, the way that previous ways in music and technology allowed for it. So that, to your point, Nick, right, it's it's really supporting. It's basically you doing you like go do the art form and have to think less about this. You know, think about how to connecting, how to keep connected with the community. And there's other avenues of doing that. But hopefully there is a lot more means to being able to make a living off of that um, and keep doing what you do. Absolutely. And, you know, for fans, it's such a big thing as well, because you want to know that, you know, when you're spending money, it's going to the people that you care about and that you want to support. And I think that's hugely important, you know, in music. Everyone that um, might have their hands up right now, keep them up because we probably will have about 10 minutes left to um, do a little bit of Q&A. Um, so don't leave just yet. But I kind of want to finish these next few questions before we get there. Um Nick, can you elaborate on any like particular tips that you have for artists who are trying to, or that don't know where to start when trying to build a community? And also, Angela's Ben, feel free to chime in here too. But um, yeah, so I come to SoundCloud. I want to build a community. Where do I even start? What do I do first? What what should I be thinking about? Yeah, so I mean, you know, like I said before, you really need to think about SoundCloud in a different way. SoundCloud is a social platform it doesn't function the same way other dsps work or you know play other places that you upload your music it doesn't it's a different type of experience and you know even our algorithm is is you know triggered by social cues like everything on the platform is set up for success if you're social so the artists that are most successful on soundcloud i mean it's no surprise that they're the ones that really know how to harness the tools we've laid out for them. And they take, you know, they take that same approach IRL as well, to be honest. So I would say, and I tell artists this every day, you know, follow your peers, follow artists you admire, reach out to them, say hi, collaborate. It doesn't matter if you have, you know, any followers or whatever, just start a conversation. You know, do you know how many, I mean, there's so many artists that I talk to who are hugely successful and many of their best collaborations just started from a simple DM, you know, on, on SoundCloud. And I think there's something really special about that. So I would say support each other, you know, build a little army of music lovers that share the same ideas about music, uh, you know, as you 
and share tips with them, resources, and you know, fans will follow. And when those fans do follow, really cherish them and connect with them. You know, send them tour dates, send them unreleased music. Watch your stats so that you can get a better understanding of who these people are. And, you know, then take these skills and, you know, apply them everywhere else, you know. And I think that's a perfect recipe for success. I love what you said about army of music lovers. <laughs> That's pretty much everyone that works at SoundCloud. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I mean, that, that is literally what SoundCloud is. It's these little, like, hubs of communities of people who share the same love of, you know, whatever weird, strange, geeky thing. And it's amazing. That's why I love it, you know? Yeah. And it also, it, but it does take time sometimes, too, to find those right communities and the communities that are the safe spaces for your music. Let me put it that way, like I was saying earlier. It definitely takes time. Mike, do you have any insights to share with Angelus and team about strategic content releasing that could cater towards the new fan-powered model? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that, and apologies for not talking too much, because honestly, the conversations have been great, so I no need to, to fill in. And I think the one thing that I took in, actually, is it, it really, it's almost a concept of scale that, that fan base and community that you have, it's more important, not the size of that audience, but that loyalty and devotion, right? And I think I'm coming at this, you know, with my lens of, you know, the fan-powered royalties, the economics, the model, the platform, and that side of it. And the one thing that I'm excited to say is that you do not need to have a large audience anymore. You don't have to have this huge amassed um, reach, right? It's great okay. once you get to that. But the thing is, it's it's actually more important to have a smaller audience, but highly engaged and highly devoted and basically in love with you and the music and what you do. And you could actually, you could actually make a living off that now, as opposed to having this, you know, say, a really big audience, a large one, but they're mostly lowly engaged and kind of, you know, they come to you from a playlist, something really passive, and that doesn't really connect. Um, and it doesn't feel good for an artist either, right? Unless it's a discovery that they come and they find you that way, which was the intent of actually creating playlists, um, you know, many, many moons ago. But that that's the biggest thing is that I think it's really focusing on, the, Nick, what you were touching on, right? That that army of, of like music lovers, the the niche, the, the thing that makes you, you know, your heart flutter, you know? Like we all, we don't have to think about it. You know, when you hear a piece of music, and it makes you feel something. That's what it's about, and having to care less and think less about the other, all the other pieces that we're trying to work on in the background here at SoundCloud. So yeah. I think that's the only thing to add, yeah, really. Thank you for that, Mike. Mm -hmm. I wanna bring up someone um, that's had their hand. Oh, they just put their hand down. Put your hand back up. Okay, hold on, here's another one. Um, recording artist, singer, songwriter, I am June, goes by Junebug. We're going to start the Q&A portion now. All right. Let's see if it loads. Hey, Junebug, how are you? Hey, how you doing? Good. You have a question for us. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm a independent artist here and um, I've been looking to try to get into like a better distribution rather than using kind of like DistroKid. And um, I've been hearing about, I've been listening to guys talking. It does sound like, you know, it'd be like a, better way to build a community 
And um, I just want to know, so <clears throat> as far as like how to start with distributing with SoundCloud, like, like where do I go? Is it like through that pro plan or how do I start it? I, I could take this. Um, so there's actually a couple of ways of doing it. Um, and kind of like what we were just talking about, you could choose your own adventure. Um, so there's the pro and limited way. Like that's something that if you already have that, you can already, with a Pro Limited, um, you could distribute your music to all other platforms and monetize on SoundCloud. Um, and you'd be monetizing on SoundCloud in that fan-powered royalties way that we were just talking about. Um, and obviously, you could get your music off-platform to all the others. Um, there's also other there's Repost Network. So there's also the way of doing that, um, which is, I believe, $30 a year. And that gives you the same access, similar access with less features of the Pro U, um, you know, storage and upload and all that. So there's there's a couple of ways of doing it. And there's also, there's a repost select um, that's an invite only that um, there's a lot of upstreaming that happens from the repost by SoundCloud Network product. So if you just go to, actually, if you go to fanpoweredroyalties.com, you can go through that. And at the very end of the website, um, it'll direct you to the monetization um, options. So yeah, again, it's fanpoweredroyalties.com. Okay. And that'll take you to the to where you could actually choose what works best for you. Okay. Does that answer your question, Jumbai? No, yeah, that, that definitely answered. I definitely want to go ahead and um get a part of that. And yeah, it sounds great. And if you have any questions, you can hit us up at artist at or excuse me. Artist at soundcloud.com. That's the email address. Artist with an S at soundcloud.com. And let us know where you found where you met us at in the club room, in the clubhouse room. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Okay, do we have any more any more questions? I think we do. Let's see if we're gonna bring superstar Fion Cersei up. All right. These names are challenging, but I'm trying. Okay. Hey, what's up? It sound, looks like you're new to Clubhouse. Did you join just to hear this conversation? Yeah, I just got on it right now, and I seen that you talking with SoundCloud. And I'm an artist, and I got SoundCloud, too. But I was just wondering, like, if you're a new artist trying to get your fans and listeners, does the SoundCloud take away from, like, Apple Music, Spotify, and different platforms? When you say take away, what do you mean take away? I mean, like, the outreach with listeners and stuff. Like, if you meet somebody and you're trying to, like, get your music heard, you talking SoundCloud versus the other services. I will take this. I personally believe that there are streams in every corner of the room, just like there's pennies in, on every floor. You pick them all up. And no matter what, they're all going to add up to something. I don't think we, we don't ever, you know, put any DSPs against each other whatsoever. There's a very, very niche audience on SoundCloud, just like there, there's a different type of audience on Apple Music or Pandora, et cetera. So it's not about, you know, taking away from anything. It's just about making sure you find your listeners where they're at. Um, you shouldn't have to make your listeners come find you. You should be able to put your music in the layers of every single type of listener because you never know what that might mean for, you know, the growth of the, um, you know, the spread of your music. Yeah, that makes sense. And I got another question, like, what's, how, how uh, frequently should people be releasing music on SoundCloud? 
Uh, I'll be seeing like people to make beats. They'll drop like two or three tracks a day. Just artists to drop one or one a week or one a month. Or what's the? For me, I, I haven't dropped in a minute, but I used to like do like like every two weeks, and then like slowly just like separate like every drop from like I would separate like each drop even more and make it like once a month. And now I'm I'm gonna start dropping like every other month. Just, like, spread it out a little more. Yeah, I think when starting out, it's definitely good to drop once every two weeks. Um, and that really, it keeps everything going. It gets you more listeners, gets you seen more. And then as you gain more of a fan base, that can slow down, like Angelus. Okay, okay, that makes sense. So basically building your community, but you can't build that community until you have consistent content out there for people to actually engage with. And then you start to figure out how you want to spread that out or pace out those um, those releases. Okay, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. Does that, does that answer your questions? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions, just email us at artists at soundcloud.com. Okay, right. Bye-bye. Okay, well, those were our only two questions that we had up. Um, team on the stage, do we have anything that we want to say before we close out about releasing music strategically or creating a safe space in music, which is what Digicore pretty much means to me at this point? Because um, I think that's it for me. I mean, I just want to say thanks so much to, you know, Angelus and Ben for, for joining because, uh, you know... I, the the digicore community and everything that angelus has done you know within that community and also beyond that community is so special and I, i'm just really you know like proud of everything that you've achieved in the past year and and you know before that and really excited for the album and uh you know keen to see you roll out your your signature sound and your new character and uh yeah really really flourish i'm really excited for that Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I'm really excited as well. I'm, ex- I'm glad that you are as well. Definitely, I am. That's all from me, Drew. All righty. Mike? Yeah, I was just really excited. I mean, these, these keep getting better and better. I just want to thank you both, Ben and Angelus, for, for being a part of this because it's, oh, it's a no testament to, to what you're doing. No, and, um, thank you for having us here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Talk about this. I hope this can help some. Oh, hello, is this better? No, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you guys having us here and allowing us to give some insight on things. And hopefully, this is can help some other artists do what Angels has done over the past year. It definitely will help other artists. Thank you all so much for your input. And thank everyone else in the room for joining and asking questions. Um, Stay tuned um, on Club. Well, on the on our Clubhouse Club homepage as we update um, for um, other shows, not shows, but other chats that we're going to have in the next couple weeks. So um, keep you guys posted Mm -hmm. and have a great day. Thanks. Likewise. Bye. 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 B